stuff all together here. Some guy put a big circle right in the middle of the pulpit here in my way. That was me. Uh, that was our new microphone. My biggest concern is not getting my mic on. When you run the audio ministry, it's embarrassing when you don't get your mic on. <laughs> is it working? We got it. I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 4 is where we're going to start tonight. 1 Peter chapter 4. While you're going there, I usually try to find something funny. Um, I didn't find anything funny this time. But I found something else. It's usually something funny. It's hard to do something serious for me. Uh, but I'm going to try this one, something different. Churchgoer wrote a letter to the editor of a newspaper complaining that it made no sense to go to church every Sunday. I've gone for 30 years now, he wrote, and in the time I've heard something like 3,000 sermons. But for the life of me, I can't remember a single one of them. So I think I'm wasting my time, and the preacher is wasting his time giving sermons at all. This started a real controversy for the letter to the editor column. Much to the delight of the editor, it went on for weeks until someone wrote a clincher. I've been married for 30 years now. In my time, my wife has cooked some 32,000 meals. But for the life of me, I cannot recall the entire menu of a single one of those meals. But I do know this. They all nourished me and gave me the strength I needed to do my work. If my wife had not given me these meals, I would be physically dead today. Likewise, if I had not gone to church for nourishment, I would be so spiritually weak that I would be useless. Amen. Interesting little topic there. Um, I don't know what ended up happening. I'm guessing the editor's column stopped writing letters after that one. Uh, I don't know how you're going to argue that one. Man, it's good to be in church today, isn't it? I don't know about you, but there's no better place to be than right here in church. It's good to be back. Last time I preached, uh, we had less people here. We were just in the middle of trying to figure out if we were starting up, shutting down, what was going on. And it was pretty barren, but church is full today, and that's it's exciting. Um, I, I felt so bad. I, I felt like we were at a nursing home last time when Mr. Salvage was preaching. I felt like I was at the nursing home. There was just about five of us here, but, you know, it, it's hard. Yeah. But uh, we were shut down for the second time, and... but. God is good. God is good. Let's pray and let's get into this message. The Lord, thank you for the time we have to be in church. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you that you are faithful and that you are the God above all gods and there is no one beside you. God, thank you that you are in charge of everything. You created everything, but you're also our friend and you care about us and you're willing to send your son to die for us when we don't even deserve it. God, help us to never forget what you've done for us. Help us to never get bored of what you've done for us. Help us to keep it new. Help us to be a witness for you wherever we go of how good you are. In your name, amen. We're going to read a, uh, read a lengthy passage here. I was going to read the whole chapter, but I decided not to read the whole chapter uh, of chapter 4. So we're going to start in, chapter, in verse 2. I don't want to read the whole chapter here. So <laughs> we'll start in verse 2. It says in uh, 1 Peter 4, verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh of the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life, 
may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentile, when we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, reveling, banqueting, and abominable, abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that we run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of them, of you. For who, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For for this cause was the gospel preached unto them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is that at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all these, all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another within, without grudging. As every man hath received the gifts, so even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice insomuch that ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On this part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begins at us, what shall the end be to them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteousness scarcely be saved, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. There's two past two verses that um, it came with the term um, will of God in verse 2 and in verse 19. Will of God. God's will, will of God. You know, I got thinking about this passage and I've been looking at some stuff about God's will. God's will, you know, we always think it's God's will for so-and-so to be a preacher, or it's God's will for so-and-so to be a missionary. But you know, in the Bible, it's God's will for everyone to do something. Pastor said something this morning about he believes everybody should be in ministry. Absolutely. Everyone. Amen. Um, he's been asking about some ladies doing the nursery. That could be God's will for you to be in the nursery, a nursery worker. Right. You know, it could be God's will for you to be a match club worker, a Sunday school teacher. Um, you know what? It could be God's will for you to just be the guy that has to watch the bathrooms during VBS. Right. You know, it, it, I don't know. It's what is God's will or God's plan for you? So I want to just look at a few things on this. I'm, I'm still learning some of this stuff um, as I go through this. 
But uh, it was just some verses and some stuff I looked up on it. Um, I got a story for you here. Years ago, there was a young man that gave his life to the Lord at a missions conference. As he grew up, he went on a missions trip. On one of his missions trips, he was called to preach, and it was a clear calling from God to preach. When he went home, he tried to ignore it and fight it. It took several years before he got it right and went to Bible school to follow in God's will. You know, I, I would say there's quite a few in here that maybe would fall under three topics, categories. Seeking God's will, knowing God's will, or fighting God's will. I think it's safe to say that there, we're all at one of those three stages. Um, and so I'm just going to give you some stuff here on seeking God's will and finding God's will, God's plan for you. Um, one thing I want to say, God has a plan for you. Um, and I can tell you, your plan is not the same as the plan next to the, you, the person next to you. Um, God is not a cookie cutter. Everyone's going to do the same thing. That's right. It's not going to happen. The other thing is, it's your job to seek God's will for your life. That's right. um, it's good to go to your parents. It's good to go to pastor, get counsel on it. But there's too many people going around doing God's will that their parents wanted. That's right. Or doing God's will that pastor wanted them to do. Right. You know, they can give you wise counsel on it, but you have to seek to find God's will. You know, the best example of this, if you go over to Hebrews chapter 10, an example of someone who followed God's will. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the books it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Christ is a good example. He, uh, he, he knew what God's will was. To do thy will, what God wanted. And then over in John 17. Sorry, Mr. Brosnan, you're going to have to do some quick typing tonight. i got a lot of verses to go to. <laughs> I know he puts them all up on the live stream, so he's going to be busy today. I'm going to let the Bible do the talking. John 17, verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest Gave us me to do. An example of Christ here is one, he knew God's will. Two, he finished God's will. He finished what he was given. Um, I, I like to consider it, compare it to a map. Everyone has a map. Um, they're all getting to the same destination, but they take a totally different road. Um, I, I think of like a crazy, trying to figure out where to go. When I was in Romania, there is no map to explain some of the roads that they have over there and where they're going. Right. But if you keep following the main road, you end up at a main junction or at a market or at a center at some point. But we could go five different roads and all end up at the same place. And I think we took most of them when we wandered around Bershov. Um, I don't know where we were some nights. We did some interesting things while we were over there. But you know, everyone's map is individual. And it's suited exactly for what you need. My map will not work for John. John's map will not work for Sarah. Okay, we can keep going through this, but your map, your plan, God's will is for you. Um, another thing about this, uh, there's certain tasks on your, on your map or places you have to go. In Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, <clears throat> 
verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, he has certain tasks that you need to walk in and follow that are um, for you. Um, another thing is, your path is unique. It's a very unique path. Um, Hebrews chapter one, uh, 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to go through a bunch of verses here kind of quickly, and then we're going to tie it all together here. But in Hebrews 12, verse 1, we all know this verse. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You have a unique, different race to run. The Bible talks about you are in a race. Um, another one that we see is uh, Paul. If we look in the scripture, you see Paul finished his map, his course that he was supposed to go, what God wanted him to do. He says over in 2 Timothy, you don't have to turn there, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He finished. He knew what God's will was, what God's plan for him. He had an idea. He had God's will, and he finished what God had told him to do. Um, that, and not only that, but he, uh, you got to know God's will. He knew God's will. Over in Acts chapter 22, Acts chapter 22, it says in verse 14, And he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, and, and see that just one, that shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. You got to, says there that, uh, shouldest know his will. You got to know God's will. Um, another thing about this, if you look over in Psalms 32, verse 8, you don't have to turn there, the Bible says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou should go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. You know, I will instruct thee and teach thee. God's plan is detailed. He can't just give it to you and let you go. He says, I will instruct you. I will teach you. God's plan is very detailed. God doesn't just throw you out there and hope something's going to work. He's got a very detailed plan for you in your life. Another thing is, if you go to Psalms 37, Psalms chapter 37, Psalms chapter 37, this is one that sometimes we forget. In verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Um, God's plan sometimes is going to be step by step. He's not going to show you the long distance. He's not going to show you miles down the road. Sometimes what God wants you to do is take the first step, and then he'll show you. Then you take the next step, and he'll show you some more. Then he'll take the next step. That's what the Bible says. The steps of a good man. Not the end. Not the long distance. God shows you steps, not miles. That's something we forget because we want to know the end. Right, right. I don't like going through it. 
I like knowing the end and where I have to go to get there. But God doesn't show us that. He, steps of a good man. Isaiah 58. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58 and verse 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, that thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose water fail not. You know, it says there that the Lord shall guide thee continually. God's plan is continual to be with you. God is not going to leave you on this path. God's not going to take you five steps and say, that's enough, figure it out. It's not going to happen. God's plan is continual. Isaiah 30. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. God's plan is definite and specific for you. He's right with you, like the Bible says. It says that he's behind thee saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Where? Walk ye in it. He's right there. Don't have to worry about it. It's a specific plan that he has for you. Romans chapter 12. We all know this verse. Romans chapter 12. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's plan is good, acceptable, and perfect for you. The Bible says that his will, the will of God, what, what does it say? That you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's plan for you is good. Um, God will not give us bad. On our, if we want to follow God, we want to do what God wants, God's not going to take you and give you something you can't handle. He's going to give you something that he's going to help you through it. Another thing is God's plan is very important for you. Um, I was thinking about this. I, took, I wrote this down, and I put a scary thought. You can miss God's plan because of your selfishness and stubborn pride. You can miss it, what God has for you. Um, it is a scary thing to think about, that you could miss what God has for you in your life. In Jeremiah 10, 23, the Bible says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. God knows your future and your path, and you should just take his word and follow it. Um, another thing is some conditions. You know, some things uh, for guidance here on this way. The um, Bible says we're going to go over to Psalms 37. We're going to look at a few here in Psalms. Some conditions of guidance for this that I have. Psalms 37, <clears throat> verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. 
so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. One of the things is just trust in the Lord. Um, when we're going through this list of some things, God's plan, like I said, was detailed. It's good. It's perfect. It's the right plans for you. Um, but God's first plan is if you're not saved, that you get saved. That's number one step for following God, getting God's will and following God's plan is you must be saved. You've got to believe uh, and be saved. But then trust in the Lord. Just trust God. Number two, Psalms 32. Psalms chapter 32, it says in verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Guidance. You've got to trust him and let him guide you. The Bible says that he will instruct us, he'll teach us in the way that we should go, and he will guide us where we've got to go. Another thing that helps us with some of this stuff, um, Psalms 37. These are things that will help you with some conditions that will help you with. You've got to trust him. You've got to let him guide you. Um, another one that you could do is in Psalms 37, verse 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You've got to delight in God. Delight thyself also in the Lord. You've got to be delight in the Lord. You know what you've got to do? You've got to be willing to know his will. Um, you have to have a heart that's willing to even want to learn it. That's right. If you don't have a willingness to find out what God's will is, you're never going to find it. That's right. Another one, verse 5. <clears throat> Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You've got to delight, but you also got to commit to it. Amen. Commit thyself. Like thyself in the Lord, and he shall... Uh, different ones there, we've you know, we got to know his will. Commit thy way. We must have complete faith in God. Be committed. Are you 100% committed to God's plan that he has, that he showed you in your life? Are you 100% on board with it? Are you fighting it? And then the last one for this year, oh, another one, not the last one, but another one is in uh, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. You need to rest in the Lord. And be patient. God promises to guide. But it might not be on your time. Sometimes you're lost and looking for where to go, and it's God's time that you've got to wait for. And what's next? The Bible says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. Another one. You guys know it. I'll just read it. Romans 12, verse... 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You have to be surrendered to the will of God. If you're not surrendered to it, if you're not delighting in it, you know, these things are not, it's not going to help you get through this. You must be willing to obey God's will. Another one is uh, Romans 12, verse 2, from that verse. You've got to be separated from the world. Um, you're not going to find God's will out in the world. Your buddies that you work with are not going to be able to show you what God's will is for you. They're going to take you the complete opposite way. They're going to try to tear you down. 
They're gonna, and when they're done tearing you down, they're going to tear you up and then they're going to throw you out. God will show you, stay with you, and be there with you the whole time. He's not going to do that. Don't conform to the world. And then lastly for this is spiritual mindset. You've got to have a spiritual mindset. It says renewing of your mind in that verse. That your mind be tuned with God. Um, that is another thing that will help you through this. So I, what I just went over there was to trust in the Lord, trust his guidance, delight thyself in the Lord, commit your ways to the Lord, rest in the Lord, surrender to the Lord, keep yourself separate from the sin and from the world, don't conform to the world, and have a spiritual mindness. These are things that will help you as you go through trying to find God's will. Here's some methods that uh, God uses to help us. Uh, the question comes up, I hear sometimes, is how does God reveal his will? Um, there's, it's, I can't give you a set way. I can show you multiple different ways that God showed his will for someone in the Bible. One, it's clear cut. God often guides through scripture. I think everyone could use this. Don't close your eye. Flip it and go, what's God's will today? No, search the scriptures, Amen. get in the Bible, Amen. look through the scriptures. Can I tell you, God's will is never contrary to what this Bible says. That's right. God's not going to go some other way. That's right. This is where you'll find it. Um, I found a quote. I, I like getting little quotes from different guys. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this guy, but Pat Robertson said, the best way to know God's will is to be familiar with the Bible. That's an interesting little quote. Best way to know God's will is to be familiar with the Bible. Do you know the Bible? Not, yes, I know the Sunday school verse that we went over, or yes, I know the Sunday school lesson. Do you know the Bible? That's where God shows us. Another one is uh, inner convictions from the Spirit. The Spirit will get, get a hold of us. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you've got to listen to the when God's working on you, His Spirit's working on you. Um, but be careful. Don't listen to the voices in your head. Okay, that's going to go get you wrong. And don't go by what your heart wants. Right. You want to be in tune, know the Bible, and listen to what God wants. Um, this is something that Paul and, uh, did over in Acts, Acts chapter 13. We see that this happened in Acts 13. Uh, this is uh, in verse 2 it says, As they ministered to the, to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein I have called them. So you see here that the Holy Ghost um, talked to them and showed them what to do. They, that's how God directed them in this. Um, so you've got to let God do the guiding. You've got you to have your heart in tune with God. If it's not, you're going to go wrong. Another one is circumstances. God may open and close doors on you. Um, and I wrote two things down here. One, nothing happens by accident. Um, 
when I was preparing this, I had a family come to my mind. I thought of the Napanolas. You know what? He was pastoring a church. He had a, sounds like a good church. God closed that door. He ended up here at our church. Our, a door opened, he came here. We were able to help him out. We took care of him. He was not just here. He jumped in 100%, and he was on board doing whatever he could, him and his wife. You know what? God opened another door. He's now pastoring a church three hours from here. You know what happened? God closed the door, but opened up a door, and he was willing to do whatever God wanted. You know, I know he went through some rough stuff, but can I tell you, I never heard him complain. He never complained. He knew God was in it the whole way because it was God's plan for him to go through that. The next two I have, I don't necessarily say you're, you're, you're never going to have this one happen. This next one is God uses a vision. Um, if you're having visions, I would suggest eating something different before bed. Um, God does not do visions. <laughs> but uh, over in Acts 16, it talks about how uh, Paul had a vision in the night, and a man stood of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel to them. God revealed his next steps, his plan in a vision. Like I said, you're not going to have to worry about that one. That was one of the ways God did it. Um, and then the last one is, this one here you got to be careful with is, the fleece. The fleece. And, you know, in Judges, he threw the fleece out. And the thing is, sometimes we get too carried up on, on the fleece. But we got to be careful. God will show us something. You throw the fleece out, but don't question it. Um, if you know what happened, he ended up saying, okay, you did it. Now, can you show it again? Don't use the fleece. And then the other thing is, don't use the fleece to get the answer you want. You know, I really want to do Throw the fleece out. It's raining. God, if it gets wet today, I know you're in it. You know, sometimes we do that. We throw the fleece out there. Man, if I wet the fleece, it's going to be 90 today. God, if it's dry, I know you wanted me to do that. No, that's what you wanted to do. Don't just throw the fleece out there with your circumstances, but let God be in charge of that, how it needs to be done. I was reading something uh, I found in one of the books. It's George Mueller's formula for finding God's will. Um, there's five things he said. Number one, surrender your own will. Have no definite choice in the matter. Be neutral. That's his first step. Number two, seek the Spirit's will through God's word. Amen. Number three, note providential circumstances. Number four, pray for guidance. And number five, the hardest one, wait on God. That was his five steps to finding God's will. Surrender, seek, note, pray, and wait. Um, now, just as closing up, I got a few things here to closing up. One thing I had is uh, take it one step at a time. Um, you don't have to run and jump and hop and go from here to there to here. Take it one step at a time and let God lead you. When God opens a door, when God is showing you something, don't question, step through it. God opens that door. If God closes a door, 
Don't beat on the door and try to knock it down. God closed it. You need to stop. Sometimes we try to break through the door and then we wonder why we're where we are. God closed that door. It was not for you to go through. Follow the light that God shows us. The Bible talks about how he is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. When you think about, when you have a light and you can only see this far, that's all you need. Let God do the rest. Follow the light that God gives you. Wait patiently on God. Um, in America, it is hard to be patient. We have nothing to be patient for. You want food? Put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. It's hot. You want a burger? You can go to McDonald's. You can have it instantly. We, we don't know what patience is. And so it's hard when God says, wait. Slow down. Wait for me. That's hard for us to do because we want it now. You know, it's like, I think it was pastor or someone used to always joke about how we pray and ask for patience and ask for it now. It, it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to get it. When he shows you, don't wait, go. So I got a question for you, a couple questions. One, do you know God's will? Some of us can say, yes, I know what God's will is for me to do. We have people in here that God's will is that they would be a faithful Sunday school teacher. Are you doing it? Some of you would say, I know God's will is for me to be in the choir singing. Are you doing it? Some of you, it might be going to the nursing home and preaching once a month. Are you doing God's will? Are you doing it? Are you in God's will? Or are you on the other side fighting it? Are you saying, no, God, no, I don't want to do that? I, I'm glad you, you think that, but that, no, that's not me. That's not right attitude to have. You know, which one are you? Maybe you aren't in God's will, you're not fighting God's will, but you're seeking God's will. Don't give up. God will show you one step at a time. I know it's hard, especially the younger kids, the teenagers, what is God's will for me to do? Be faithful. Be faithful. I don't know what to do. Be faithful. God will show you. At the beginning, I gave you a story, a little story at the beginning. About uh, years ago, a young man. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this story now. That story was about a young man who at about the age of seven or eight surrendered to, to God. Gave his life to God in a church. In October 2009, after he grew up, he was on a missions trip in Romania. In the town of Blaj. Just few hours, maybe an hour or so from Bershov, and God got on him while a street ministry that he needs to preach when he was there. He put it off and didn't go to school until 2013. He fought it. Finally went to school, graduated in 2017. While he was in school, he got to go back to Bershov and didn't get to go to Blaj, but got to go back to the country where God called him. A lot of you didn't know that, but that was me years ago. And I fought that for years. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. And I went and I talked to pastor and I talked to my wife and I ended up going to school. I went to Gulf Coast Baptist College. I got my degree for preaching. To see, and then I'm waiting for God's will now. I stopped fighting it 
and stopped going the other way and said, okay, God, I'll do it. You know what? It is so much better. Not fighting it anymore. Can I tell you, kids, don't fight it. It will be miserable for you. It's not fun. I can tell you firsthand, it was not fun. I don't know what's next, but I know one thing. Right now, I know I'm in God's will. Since then, I've been able to go on multiple missions trips. I've been able to help in more ministries than I've ever been able to help here in church. Uh, Working with kids, going to nursing home, doing different things. But I can tell you one thing. I've never questioned since then where I should be. I could tell you where I wasn't supposed to be, but I can tell you right now, I'm exactly where God wants me to be right now. So, I, I thought about it, I got a couple more things here, we're going to button this up, I don't know what time we got, but uh, are you seeking God's will? Are you fighting God's will? Are you in God's will? Think of those three questions. If you're seeking God's will, seek it daily and let God show you. If you're fighting God's will, we have the altar right here. You can get that settled tonight. If you stop fighting God's will, life will be so... you feel like that weight is off. You know, when you've ever read Pilgrim's Progress with the weights he had on his back? Can I tell you, when you're fighting God's will, it feels like the weight's right back on you. It, you feel like you're dragging. You can come up here and you can leave it right here. Leave it at the altar. You can walk away from here knowing that you've left that weight. Or you can come down here and you can ask God to show you where to go, what God's plan is. A couple of quotes I saw. These are from George Washington. The whole duty of man is summed up in obedience to God's will. That's an interesting quote. Another one from George Washington. Make sure you are doing what God wants you to do. Then do it with all your strength. That's a good quote to follow right there. Make sure you're doing what God wants you to do. Then do it with all of your strength. Are you doing it all with everything you have for God? Do you know what it is? When we used to go to camp, when I used to go to camp, there was two songs that we used to sing. I, I can't, I don't think I'll ever be able to forget these songs. I asked my dad, one of them is in our chorus book. And the song just goes like this. Let the Lord have his way in your life every day. There's no rest, there's no peace until the Lord has his way. Place your life in his hands. Rest secure in his plan. Let the Lord, let the Lord have his way. And then the other one was, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say, yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be, yes, Lord, yes. Those are two songs that I remember from camp. If you went to camp, you know that they sung one of those two songs before every service. They wanted us to be thinking on that, to let God have his way, or that you would be willing to say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. You know what? Those songs that we used to sing before the service, I can't get rid of them. They're in my head. 
You know, and if you went to camp, you can almost put the voice to it. But the guy who used to sing those, I can't think of that song without hearing of Pastor Huber. You know, he has since passed and gone to heaven, but you know what? He used to not just sing it, but he lived it. He lived that. He used to get up and say, let the Lord have his way. Whatever God wants, let the Lord have his way. Place your life in his hands. Rest secure in his plan. Have you done that? Have you placed your life as a God? I'm willing to do whatever. And then are, when God says something to do, are you saying, yes, Lord, yes, I'll do it? Or are you saying, I don't know, God, that, I don't know if I, that seems kind of hard. I, I, I can't do it. Can I tell you? You can't. You can't do it. God can do it. And God can use you to do it. God used Moses, who said he couldn't do anything. And look at what Moses did, because God did it, not Moses. Moses would never be able to do what he did on his own. But God was able to do it. I'll say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say, yes, Lord, yes. I will trust him and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. God, thank you for this Bible we have. Thank you for it, God. To think that you would be willing to even use us, sinners, but you do. And you not only use us, but you train us, you teach us, and you guide us, and you help us along the way. God, help us to never fight what you have for us. Help us to say yes when you tell us to do something. God, we, we pray that if there's someone here tonight that is seeking, that you would help show them. If there's someone here fighting, God, I hope you would just convict them and show them their need to just give it over to you. Let you have your way. God, thank you for all you've done and kept us safe. In your name, amen. Amen.